Perspectives, Perspectives, and I'm your host, Sneha. Perspectives is about bringing you conversations from individuals around the world, sharing their stories and experiences of life. We're trying to create a space to have the necessary but sometimes hard conversations on mental health, community, life, and everything in between. Conversation and information are an integral part of our lives and our growth. And with our very same hope, incredible people from all over the globe are sharing their perspective with you. Please know that sometimes these discussions get intense and we touch on topics like depression, anxiety, self-harm, abuse, and more. So if any of these topics can trigger you, please take care while listening. Listen with a friend or someone you trust. If this environment is not immediately available to you, I request a way to learn a better state of mind in a safer space. Also know we are not professionals giving out any medical opinions, but individuals sharing our perspective and our stories. If you need any professional help, please seek the same. This podcast is not a substitute for professional help. Thank you and take care. And without any more further delay, let's get into today's chat. Joining us today from USA is Andrea. Um, Would you introduce yourself, where you're from and what you do? Yes, so hi everyone. My name is Andrea Summer. I am originally from Stockholm, Sweden, but I now live in LA and have been for almost eight years now. And I work as a health coach. I am a certified personal trainer, meditation teacher, and life coach. So that is what I'm doing out here, living my purpose and helping people and doing what I love. Thank you so much for taking the time to have this discussion with me. I'm really, really excited about the information we're going to get to the listeners. Thank you. Um, To start us off, uh, would you be open to telling us a little bit about your own mental health journey and why it was so important for you to be an advocate for mental health? Yeah, so, um, well, with me growing up, I I grew up with um, a dad that was an alcoholic and um, had mental health issues. And so... I mean, that this makes me sound old, but like back then, which is 30 years from now, um, people didn't really talk about it as much. So I myself growing up as a teenager suffered a lot from anxiety. I had a lot of panic attacks, uh, depression, um, and I didn't really have a, a name for it. But um definitely my relationship with my dad um affected me in that way and then um growing up obviously with him still being ill and dealing with his alcohol addiction um it was still kind of a a struggle and and mental health was introduced to me to something that I wanted to improve and understand more And so um, three and a half years ago, in the beginning of my career as a personal trainer, my dad died. And so that was a big turning point in my life, obviously flipped it upside down completely. And my whole journey and my relationship with myself took a whole other turn, but then also 
I had just started my training career and it was always more than training for me, but that was really a, a turning point where I was like, this is so much more than physical health. This is everything is connected and I want to help people become healthier individuals, both physically and mentally. And um, that started that whole journey for me. And then my, my dad had a sister, my aunt, who also suffered a lot with uh, mental health issues, depression, and I lost her to suicide last year. And for me, again, that was an even bigger passion that started this this question of why we're more aware of it now right but still people are so unhappy and people their suicide rates are going through the roof and i want to be a part of this movement that makes a difference firstly thank you so much for sharing that i know it wasn't easy and i have so much admiration for you to hold that space and thank you for allowing me to be a part of the space and of course, that's something I can completely relate to when you mentioned that um, a loss was something that changed my life as well, which I had shared with you before. And I've uh, openly talked about it as well on the podcast. Like it was that uh, the loss of my older brother that sort of changed my relationship with myself, uh, made me realize what mental health was. And it's unfortunate that it took such a huge event in my life to realize that this was something. And I, I don't want us to feel like that shouldn't be the case, right? It shouldn't reach an extreme. We shouldn't be at rock bottom to realize all of this. So, which is why having these conversations makes such a huge difference. I mean, it's it's just sort of recognizing that it exists, but people don't talk about it unless we actually start. So thank you for being a part of that conversation because you truly are being a part of that moment with your work as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, so you kind of uh, touched upon this as well. And being a personal trainer, since this is your uh, forte, could you tell us a little bit about the relationship between mental health and physical health? Yeah, so I mean, it's a huge, huge connection, the, the mind-body connection. And we kind of know this already at that, you know, movement, physical, health, um, physical movement and exercise improves. Um, your mood and it gives you endorphins it you know reduces stress um helps you improve your self-esteem and um i'm a big advocate for strength training just because it has so many benefits but also like just moving your body in general it could be going out for a walk and just a walk a day has has proven so much you know mental benefits to just going on a walk and so that is a, a, a big, big thing. And then obviously with, with diet and eating healthy, we have a huge, especially in the US, diabetes, heart-related diseases. And so gut health is such a big, big thing when it comes to mental health. And we're starting to talk about this more, but it, it, it hasn't been as known before. And um, I think it's so important to talk about the fact that 70% of our immune system is in our gut, that over 90% of serotonin, which is our feel good hormone is produced in our gut. And when we think about that, that is such a, such a powerful tool that 
comes into place what we can change in our physical body to improve our mental health. And also sleep is so, 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 so important. So for mood swings and hormonal imbalances, uh, it is super, super important that we sleep. So there's sleep, nutrition, movement are the three like big pillars um, to improve your help improve your mood. Well, I've personally seen the benefits of having movement in my mental health. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it to you before, but I used to actually be a, a mixed martial arts fighter. So I was actually training for, for mixed martial arts for a good two years and until I sustained an injury. And that's a whole other story. So I was bedridden for a couple of months, had to learn how to walk again. But when I did have my training in my routine, I think it was definitely one of... Um, that particular bracket of time was definitely the best for my mental health because I had movement, I had a relatively okay sleep schedule, which I know a lot of people would still uh, debate even now. But and <laughs> of course, uh, the food also was right because of the training. And I'm, I'm fairly certain like I a couple of days ago, I had to take a moment and sort of introspect and just was thinking about the last couple of years of my life. And I realized that those particular two years were definitely the best for my mental health because I didn't even realize until you kind of gave me that checklist. But those, all those three things were like kind of ticked during those two years. So I just instantly connected to that. But yeah, I mean, thank you so much for uh, bringing that up. And I know we're going to have a little more detailed discussion with gut health because that's something we both realized that we wanted to highlight in this discussion. So I'm looking forward to that. But another thing that you mentioned is you were, you're a meditation teacher. So could we um, talk a little bit about meditation and its benefits? Yes. Um, I, for me, meditation changed my life. Like I cannot express enough appreciation for, for meditation. And um, before my dad died, it was kind of a thing that, you know, I heard about, I did it every once in a while, but it wasn't to me, even back then, which is, I feel like is the common perception of what meditation is. I always get the question of like, what, what is it? It doesn't feel like I'm doing it right. And all that. And for me, it was kind of like, oh, this is a time for me to just sit and not think about anything. Like that was my definition of meditation, what I knew. And, um, it's so much more than that. And the practice itself is, you know, it helps with stress and, and dealing with negative thoughts and emotions and being in the present. Um, but to me, it's like a life practice. It changes how you see life and how you deal with everything in life and um, self-awareness. And it's about getting to know yourself. And so for me, I needed that alone time and I had time to go within when my dad passed. And so it kind of released all the, the, the percep perceptions of what I thought meditation was. It was just a time for me to be with myself. And um, it really, really helped me in my, in my grief. And so then I looked into becoming certified. And so I went to London for like an eight day training and that training really changed my life. My meditation teacher, he's from India. He, he's, um, he's amazing. And so um, the way I felt after that week, I was like, I want to make 
everyone feel like this all the time. Like it's so beautiful. And, and I realized that it was more than just like the actual practice. It's a way of life. And um, if we can see that, if we can kind of make it our own and, and realize it's just, it's more than just the actual action practice in that moment, then it can change people's lives. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. What a lovely little story about uh, the London thing. <laughs> yeah. Personally, for me, um, is something, again, I've, I've talked about this before as well. So meditation was something that I've always wanted to give a try. And I have, uh, I've had to slowly ease myself into the practice because I, I, I was diagnosed with PTSD as well. And uh, with me, when I sort of like slow down, it, it freaks me out. I, I go into like this paralysis state and it's very, I dissociate from reality, but I have uh, over the last couple of weeks, at least, or at least maybe a month or two, I have slowly started getting into the practice. Um, a very dear friend of mine, we meditate together, even though we're like in different parts of the world. And I have actually seen how even just like a few minutes every day has sort of started to like affect the rest of my day. And I want to like sort of immerse myself into this practice, but again, slowly because I am terrified. Yeah. And I think that's so important to, to see too, that everyone is so unique. And so a meditation practice that works for me might not work for you. And so that I think is so important to see that like, there's no right or wrong. And my meditation practice also depends on my day and what I need in the moment. Sometimes I want to feel more connected to, you know, the universe and like feel more aligned in that way. And sometimes I just need to be more grounded. And sometimes I just want to be in my body. And so it's like, it's endless of what you can do. So I think that's so important and beautiful that you can practice and explore and find out what works for you. Another thing that I found interesting was, is uh, you mentioned that for you, uh, meditation was about just not thinking about anything and just taking a moment for yourself to go inward. And uh, it has been an interesting conversation to have with different people because uh, it's like you said, what a practice for you would not be the same for me. And just the interpretation of what meditation is in itself is so different for people. Because I've had a conversation with a person where they talked about how for them, meditation was about catching up with your thoughts as opposed to sort of like not thinking anything, but taking a moment of like letting your thoughts and letting your mind and your body catch up with one another, which I also thought was an interesting interpretation. So it's always a very fascinating thing for me, at least. Um, I don't know about how if people f- find it while listening, but at least it's a very fascinating conversation for me to like just understand what like a person's interpretation of meditation is. I think for a good amount of time, I would have called my mixed martial arts my meditation because if, for me in that moment, I wasn't doing anything other than just feeling connected to my body and that movement. Yeah, and that is a form of meditation. I say that too, like movement when you dance when you work out and you you're so in your body that's a form of meditation and also like you said connecting with your thoughts if you sit it's if thoughts come up then okay what is coming up for me right now why are these thoughts in my mind what am I thinking about what does that mean like it's about also asking yourself these questions because everything that we feel is there for a reason 
Absolutely. Such an interesting thing to delve into. You wouldn't think it's so much like I think on the surface level, everyone just assumes like uh, I think the stereotype is that, right? Like you picture a person sitting cross-legged or eyes closed in a particular position and just breathing. But it's so much more than just that particular image that people have been told to perceive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's so amazing how it transfers into your everyday life. Like I said, if I if I sit down and meditate and, you know, in, in a purpose of being less stressed, for me, that is like transferred into being less stressed in your life. Like not in that moment where you're sitting there and meditate, it's about when something happens, when you're, you're in traffic, when your flight is delayed, and then you can be like, oh, well, this happened, I don't, whatever, I can't do anything about it. And that's when you see it, that's when you see the result of your meditation practice uh, it's incredible it, and I, I love how you mentioned it's like a, it's a way of life and it's not just a practice for you personally mm -hmm. very interesting um so another thing that i found really intriguing and one of the reasons why i reached out to you to be on the podcast was body mind spirit so this is your program could you tell us a little bit about it and why you created it yes so like I said, starting out as a trainer um, and in the fitness industry, I always felt like there was something missing. Like even in the beginning, I tried to kind of fit myself into those, that little box of like what it was, what it was supposed to be. But I didn't feel like anyone quite talked about the body, mind, spirit all being connected. And for me, it's like you have to nourish and take care of all three Otherwise, it's not, you're not going to be aligned. It's not going to feel right. And so, and, and I mentioned that before, it's like when you see someone who looks very fit and healthy, um, they might be dealing with a lot of negative emotions and thoughts on the inside. So um, it's really important that we really put our energy into all three. And so I, that's where my brand came from, Body, Mind and Spirit. I wanted it to focus on everything and not neglect like one part because I think it's so 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 important and I feel like in the fitness industry there was a lot of talk about the aesthetics and like the physical aspect same with the food there's still a lot of talk about calories and and not so much of okay well how is this food making you feel that's interesting and then and yeah and then with the spirituality I felt like that part was always missing too even if it was covered like the body and mind and mindset it was still that spirituality that was kind of missing and so that's how it came about and then now lately I started I just started my body mind spirit like full one-on-one -on -one coaching program and this is about really finding truly and your life and realizing that you have the power to create your reality and you can create your dream life just by becoming more true to yourself. It's hard in our society today where we have these, you know, standards of, of what things should be, how we should be. There's a lot of pressure on what we should accomplish. And um, yeah, this this program reflects the journey that I have done myself through the self-love, the self-awareness, the, from the healing to grief and loss and trauma and all that. And, um, I wanted to create a program that could truly, truly help people body, mind, and spirit. 
That's incredible. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And it's a very holistic um, approach, I must say, where you really sort of take everything into consideration. It was beautiful. Thank you. Um, and since we were on the topic of spirit and spirituality, so um, if you're open, would you be uh, willing to share how or rather what role his spirituality and yoga played in your life and your own mental health journey? Um, yes. I mean, it's it's been everything. I think I... Well, I mentioned it before with what meditation means to me. And it's, um, it saved me at a time when I needed it the most um, in, in my, my journey of grief and healing. Um, and it's about being able to realizing my own power and getting to know myself. And it's, it's kind of like, it's more about unlearning than learning in a way, because we are who we are when we, when we're born and then we're kind of molded into this, you know, society standards and what we, what our parents and school and society, and now we have social media and it's, it's um, overwhelming. And it's about coming down and looking inwards to what are your core desires and what makes you happy and what makes you feel alive? What turns you on? What sparks your soul on fire? All these things is, is about going within. And um, that is what spirituality has done for me is, is to help me get to know myself better. And through the meditation, through those practices, being more in my body, um, like there's a we most of us have you know trauma that is stored in our body as energy and also why movement is is really important and healing in that way because sometimes we just need to move that energy around but um I had a trauma from my childhood and um just being curious about how that actually shows up in in my life today and what I can do to you know help heal my inner child and work through this and also trusting the universe and being able to surrender and trust and believing that there is a higher power out there no matter what that is to you if that's God or universe or whatever you want to call it um, but it just allows you it's a comfort and it's a, it's a way of life that makes things a whole lot easier. I really like the way that you said it's a comfort. And I think that's something um, like I personally, when I went through my, I went through a very long atheist phase where I didn't believe in anything or um, anyone. And then um, I found my way into spirituality in a, uh, through the connection of water. And it was the first time I felt a sort of like, that was exactly the word comfort, like a, a sense of, uh, of familiarity, but uh, that's something that I'd never had as well, which is something I still think about. Uh, but another thing, you're absolutely right. I think we've all been told and like sort of molded from when we're born. Like I've always talked about how you're born and then you're placed in this role and there's like a script written out for you where you just have to follow the lines and follow that particular path. and. If you try to stray away even one step, you're met with so much um, dissent and rather like a lot of hurdles. So 
Um, and again, it's like society is placed it on you. And now social media has this huge influence on everything and everyone, and it can be such a powerful tool, but often it fails to be that sort of positive tool that it can be. What, what changed for you, if I can ask you a question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. Ask away. You said you didn't believe in anything and how to period. What, what changed for you? What was the moment that changed it? Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, I come from a very um, conventional Orthodox Hindu family and uh, in India, and that was the kind of practices and the religion was a big part of um, our household. Growing up, we went to temple all the time. We did the pujas every couple of months. We went on. We went to this big temple, which was a big part of our heritage. And growing up, I mean, that was what I was taught to believe in, and I did. Um, when I reached my teenage years, I started questioning a lot of things, and I think that's just how my logical. I have a very logical brain. I need to know the why behind what we do, and I started questioning a lot of things, like why do we believe in this? What is it? And uh, I think the main change that happened was, is obviously um, I lost my brother. And in that point, all I could think of was, is if God existed, why would I lose my brother at the age of 24? And that was kind of the turning point for me. And I mean, at that point, I was just angry and lost and just so pissed off. I was pissed off at everything and everyone and myself, and I just needed to direct that anger to something. And I sort of just felt, I didn't feel a connection to anything or anyone. And then back in 2020, um, I was lucky enough to go to Mumbai for an internship. And I still remember this like very clearly. It was day one of the work. And there was this very famous beach, um, about five minute walk from my office. And I remember we clocked out around 8.30 and we decided let's just take a stroll to the beach. I went to the beach, I had my feet in the water and I was looking at the moon and it was the first time I had felt this sort of, um, this sense of comfort and like calmness that I had never felt before. Even when I believed in God, I had never felt it. And I don't know, I think that was kind of the starting moment for my spirituality journey. Yeah, that's a little bit about my journey with spirituality, I guess, which I'm still figuring out in all honesty. I think, I don't think I, there will ever come a point where I say that I've got everything figured out, but it's, it's a, it's a journey. Yeah, no one's got it all figured out. <laughs> that's yeah. not the, that's not the end destination. It's, it's the whole journey. That's the point, but that's beautiful. But yeah, um, thank you for sharing yours as well um okay so the the highlight of the conversation that i really wanted to have was gut health can we talk a little bit about gut health and mental health it's an important connection but not a lot of us know what it is so could you start us off with that yeah so um it's huge the gut and brain connection is huge and so um you know there's like when we're stressed or nervous about something, we know you can feel it in your stomach, right? So sometimes you need to go run to the bathroom or like you're nervous for a test or whatever it might be, or like we have butterflies in our stomach. And so that just shows that our gut responds to emotion. And it goes both ways. 
So it's not only the, the gut that responds to our brain, the brain actually responds to our gut. And so, like I said, 90% of our uh, serotonin production is in our, in, our, in our gut. And we have bacteria in our gut and this, we wanna keep this bacteria good and not bad. And so what we eat will influence this bacteria and that itself will influence our mood and it will make us more prone to anxiety and depression if we're not eating healthy foods that are good to our gut health. That's interesting because I think um, at least for me I I know a lot of uh, spend a lot of years just saying like I've got a gut feeling that something's wrong I've got a gut feeling that's just gonna work and I think for a lot of us it was just a figure of speech for a very long time until well this mind-blowing connection was sort of brought to a notice. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so true. Uh, so just building on that, uh, you mentioned how uh, managing our gut health could help us with our anxiety, our depression. So could you tell us a little bit um, how specifically uh, one can use gut health to say manage our anxiety? Yeah. Um, so for me, like my whole uh, nutrition and gut health journey took started over 10 years ago because I was traveling for like three months in Australia, backpacking. I was not eating good. I was drinking alcohol every single day for three months. And so my gut bacteria just like had it. So when I got home, I developed IBS. So I was bloated 24 seven. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I had a lot of issues and um, I completely changed the way I ate because I needed, I needed a change. And so, um, i also became lactose intolerant. So I started out cutting out things that made my IBS issues worse. And this is different for everyone. So I'm not saying that everyone should do it, but for me in that moment, it helped to take out sugar, obviously alcohol, dairy, gluten. And, um, that helped me with my gut issues. Um, so what I always say is, and the, my IBS also gets triggered by stress, which again, comes back to the gut brain, um, gut brain connection. Um, and so I think people need to maybe start connecting more to how their body responds to food and how you actually feel after eating like what's your energy level are you sluggish do you feel more sharp and clear um are you bloated like everyone will respond to food differently and it's about getting to know your body to see what makes you feel the best and what doesn't make you feel that good so um there are food sensitivity tests you can do uh, with professionals just to see if there's there are things that might aggravate your gut and but other than that like generally speaking clean healthy foods I can notice a difference if I go through a period of time where I'm like more whatever about what I'm eating I might be on vacation and and I can notice in my mood so it's not even about like the physical part. It's just like my, my mood is a little off. I get have mood swings. Um, and that is from what you're eating. Um, but I will give a tip actually that um, 
works is proven to work for anxiety is ashwagandha and that's a supplement that you can get that Something actually, I have heard. <laughs> yeah yeah i take it and it and and it's it's actually proven to to help with that to reduce stress and help with anxiety so that's a tip oh interesting and um like just to build on it do you have any advice um when it comes to like paying attention to our gut health like how would someone who's completely new to the entire concept start off um so it kind of depends on your your where you're starting at because i always feel like depending on where my clients for example are with their nutrition and healthy habits you don't want to like go from zero to a hundred so i think it's important to realize where you are in your journey and slowly try to implement these healthy habits and it's more about what you can add rather than you know removing um so try to eat more clean um organic local just think clean so not processed i think that is the the biggest biggest problem especially in the us where everything is processed and so try to limit processed foods fast food sugar um also these refined vegetable oils here we have high fructose corn syrup corn syrup no <laughs> i'm not saying remove it completely never have it again i have it too it's not like i i say i never ever have it but just like try to limit it and eat more vegetables um leafy greens and also probiotics helps a lot they have it in in like sauerkraut and kimchi um but i take a probiotics pill the first thing i do in the morning and that helps with that's good bacteria for your gut and drink more water and um stress management as well like we talked about the connection so i think first if you're just starting just try to pay attention to your own body and how it responds to everything it's it's about like asking yourself okay how does this make me feel whether that's a situation or um what you're eating thank you i mean that's information that i'm going to sit with as well and i'm sure that i'm going to i know i've taken a lot from this conversation as well personally and i'm looking forward to people hearing and hearing what they think and i'm hopeful and i'm almost, actually i'm sure that they've learned something from our chat um thank you so much and they're for taking the time to talk to us so thank grateful you. before we wind up do you have any final thoughts advice words you want to leave for our listeners um i would say to everyone please prioritize your mental health and your own happiness because it is the most important thing um find out what makes you happy find out what makes you feel good and um no matter where you are in life there's always a uh, every day is a new chance to to get better and to love yourself more and to start over whatever it is and i think like we talked about the society has this kind of 
pressure and standards of how we should be, we need, we want to be, you know, the perfect girlfriend or boyfriend, the perfect mom and dad or daughter and son, and we want to have a career. And it's just so much. I want to encourage people to really, really go within and find your power, your magic, and really just have fun. Like that is my, like, that is my advice to myself, like, because that has been my thing. I take things way too seriously and life way too seriously. That is always my reminder. Like we can do the work and it's really important. I feel like to get to know yourself and, you know, ask yourself all the, the hard questions, but also having fun with it. Like this whole life is about getting to know yourself and loving yourself. And that should be the main focus. And I, I think we get too wrapped up in, in everything else and we forget about just being and being happy. I think that's a lovely reminder. And I think sometimes I need it myself, um, whether it's work with Mind Matters, which is often quite a, a lot of um, emotionally very, I'm emotionally in, in very invested in this project, obviously. And sometimes it's very heavy hitting, hard discussions and like really deep conversations that we have in along with this, I'm in law school and I'm obviously, I have a lot of other stuff with that as well that's quite serious uh, all the time. So I think it was a lovely reminder to just have fun. And yeah, thank you so much. I mean, that was a beautiful way to end this very informative discussion. So grateful that you took the time to talk to us today. Thank you so much for having me.